Welcome to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. I'm your host, Darren Long, and once again, a week full of everything gold, silver, and natural fancy color diamond related. With me today on the show, as always, is Jeremy Wiseman, Vice President of Guildhall Wealth Management. And throughout this next hour, we may even hear from Paul as he pops in and out. And uh, we've had a busy week, Jeremy. There is a lot to take in uh, through this show. We're going to talk about a theme this week, which is kind of on the heels of what we've been talking about lately. It's the 10-year anniversary this year of the 2008 financial crash, and we are going to be looking at whether or not the concept of history repeating itself has any validity here, and as it relates to gold and silver, whether or not history repeating itself is happening, whether they've learned from their mistakes. I'm going to take a guess that history will repeat itself if we're in close to the longest expansion in U.S. history, mm-hmm. I imagine something has got to give at some point. Well, that calls for a little bit of discussion about the Lehman Brothers situation and whether or not that might ever happen again. On the heels of that news, of course, this week uh, it's been talked about in the media, but not at length. It's certainly not been a mainstream focus. Subprime lending is back in the U.S., and that tells us we're not learning from our error in ways, but so our listeners are aware, they've come up with a really good reason as to why it's not an issue. So we'll go and cover that topic as well. And we have fresh updates from Rio Tinto regarding the pink diamond mines. So we'll want to talk about that as well. So that and much, much more. And uh, we're hoping that we can bring this to you this hour and we'll do our best to get through it. Now, the week that was, Jeremy, it's been an interesting week. Jeremy, both gold and silver, presented early in the week they looked as though they were going to run much higher we got into new ranges late last week it's been very positive news for gold in particular as we search for the 1235 range which seems to be the range at which we are going to probably see another fairly large jump in the price up towards 1300 range silver is being touted by many analysts as following along and of course we know from our history here at Guildhall that silver tends to outperform gold once that rally begins So there is a lot to be said about the point that we're at right now, but still value to be had, correct? Correct. And I think that uh, what we've seen over the last uh, week or so in the gold market, we've noticed that I think a lot of investors who are stepping into the market for the first time or looking to cost average for the first time have um, had to deal with the fact that gold was no longer trading at 1180 and now it's comfortably back above 1200. And how do you deal with that, right? How do you deal with the fact that you were watching gold meander below $1,200 an ounce and then all of a sudden it snaps back up over 1200 What do you do when you feel like you missed the bottom of the market? Because at the end of the day, it's very tough to, to pick every bottom in the market. I would suggest that we always want to look at the range, right? Are you getting it within a range? And not, be, not to be so, so caught up in a specific price, but thinking more along the lines of, you know, let's look back. If you bought gold within the five six hundred range, wow, right? Here we are today in the twelve hundred range. Hello. So we want to think more in those terms. But for anyone who is looking to cost average, you know, 
dip a toe, put a, put a small amount in and hold some cash back so that if you do get another opportunity, fantastic, you can take advantage. But if the market goes up from here, you also want to feel like you've, you've participated. And I think that's the, that's the main point. We'll be sharing a toast with our buyers as gold reaches those higher ranges, I'm sure, no doubt. And uh, ultimately, I think there is a lot to be said for where we lie right now. The number to get going here, if you want to have some gold and silver or just want to know more about how to get it, what it feels like, what it looks like, whether or not you can hold it, what type of account you can open is one eight seven seven eight silver The website is guildhallwealth.com. Why don't you start off by getting over to that website and asking for a free investor kit. We will send it out to you. We're happy to do so. And that comes free of charge as well. Get yourself onto the weekly email list, which is basically our Precious Metals newsletter coming out to you free of charge once a week with a few articles on there that we've audited ourselves and put together for your interest. Now, Jeremy, this week is, again, Lots of news in the marketplace. Poland raised its gold holdings. We're hearing about other countries doing so. We've discussed it in the past number of weeks. And they've got uh, about 4.4 tons in August to about 117 tons in a total through the month of September. Now, um, it's it's a, a lot to be said about these smaller countries that begin adding gold holdings. And we're seeing that not all of the various methods of holding are are adding to their their uh, overall um, inventory. For example, we're not seeing necessarily that equate to ETFs holding more product. Uh, in fact, some of them have actually lowered their inventories. But as a whole, central banks seem to be uh, consuming gold, uh, you know, in in grand amounts. Yeah, when you see Poland raising gold holdings from four point four tons in August to 117 tons in September, you have to pay attention to that. That's um, the highest increase um, in 35 years for that country. And we've also saw it happen in Hungary as well. They boost their reserves tenfold, citing safety concerns. They've touted it as a way to improve the security of their nation's wealth. And it's the highest amount of gold that they've had in their reserves in over three decades. Meanwhile, Russia continues to add 20 tons on average every month this year. So we continue to see central banks accumulating gold. So, you know, if there's a disconnect between the ETFs losing gold, I don't know, maybe that's a maybe that's part and parcel with people deciding they want the real thing. You know, maybe they've decided that it's time to have uh, the zero counterparty risk. I mean, it's something that our buyers are certainly interested, but you have to pay attention to the fact that central banks around the world continue to buy gold as a way to protect against their own currency uh, declining and a way to maintain wealth for their nation. Well, the stock markets around the world can't continue to rise forever. At some point, quantitative tightening is going to take hold of most of the G20. It's already happening in a few of them, including the U.S., and that is the turning off of the spigot that will cause these problems to uh, get bigger and bigger as time goes on because what do you do when the free money is not there anymore? And as long as those spigots were turned on, the answer to could these markets continue to expand was always yes, because with an unlimited amount of money, you could do anything you want in terms of expansion. And that includes buying back your own corporate stock if companies are flush with cash. That included giving the illusion or impression that the stock market was leading the way and that the economy is 
getting better. And that goes hand in hand with the amount of headlines that have touted the economy is on the track for uh, progress, so to speak. But behind the lines, behind the scenes, we know that that's not the case. And these central banks adding gold to their holdings is a prime example of that. Yeah, exactly. You're seeing the fact that what they may say in front of the news or to to the populations is one thing everything's great everything's great but in the back end they're saying well wait a minute we need to protect right so that that was a big thing in the news another was that uh, dave lennox of fat profits on bloomberg this week uh, definitely sees gold moving higher being driven by inflation and maybe that's part and parcel with the fed raising rates and the quantitative tightening that you talked about there darren but essentially we are seeing more people look at gold as starting to be something that's going to be driving higher uh, through 2019. Danielle DiMartino Booth was also interviewed on Silver Bullion TV this week. We put that on our LinkedIn group for those that are listening. Yeah, I think maybe we'll get that into the newsletter this week, hopefully. And she mentioned something interesting. She said that um, the Fed hawks, um, they have to they have to show publicly what's in their portfolios. So it's a matter of public record, she mentioned. And the Guess fact that a lot of the Fed hawks have gold in their portfolios. So her view is that gold is the only place to hide in a downturn, that in the last two major downturns, gold has literally been the only place to hide, and that it's the ultimate diversification tool for investors because it is the ultimate safe haven. Now, I would just add to that that we at Guildhall would add a natural fancy colored diamond into that mix because in every downturn you've seen, natural fancy colored diamonds have held their own and continue to increase in value. It's a, it's a market with little to no volatility. One eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealthcom is the website. Now, that same uh, interview they had on Silver Bullion TV, which is a YouTube channel, by the way, with Daniel DiMartino Booth is interesting because she not only talks about what the uh, members of the the uh, banks within the Federal Reserve are holding mm-hmm. in terms of their gold holdings and so forth. She also st- states very clearly that all of this illusion of growth ends with quantitative tightening and that the U.S. is kind of somewhat smart when it comes to the, you know, being a leader in terms of that quantitative tightening because they're looking at the whole world and they're quickly realizing that the rest of the world is going to be far, far worse off in terms of the amount of money that's been printed than they are. So as bad as the situation is in the U.S., if we look across the G20, the reasons for owning gold and silver become so clear. And as we progress through this show, we'll talk about why other countries around the world in Europe and the East are worried, and they're adding gold to their holdings. Yeah, we were talking about this before we started taping the show, this idea that the U.S. knows what's going on. Every, the whole world got had to collude with central banks to try to bail out what bail out what happened in two thousand and eight, and bail the bail out the big banks and and the financial um, the financial system. But the fact is, is the Fed leads the way, so it's kind of like a I don't know, like a snake or a whip that the emerging economies are going to feel it last, and they're going to feel it the worst, and that this idea of the Fed tip towing rates knowing that hey we have to try to normalize that we have to try to you know back out of what we've done that uh it's going to have repercussions around the world and it doesn't seem as though the world is as on board colluding together as they once did and so this idea of the fed kind of tiptoeing 
you know, is when is it going to break is, I guess, the question. It's going to break soon. There's no doubt in my mind. If you want to get gold and silver into your portfolio or talk about natural fancy colored diamonds and find more during this uh, decision process you're going through to improve your overall wealth, please don't hesitate to call the number. It's one eight seven seven eight silver The website is guildhallwealth.com. You can go online to our e-store and add some bullion uh, at the, through the comfort of your own home and have it delivered directly to you. And if you'd like to take it a step further and you'd like to have a consultation in office, we can actually show you how to get gold into your RSPs, your TFSAs, and we'll give you a little bit of gold for free. For every $5,000 you put into a registered account or an allocated financing account right now, we'll be happy to give you one gram of gold absolutely free of charge up to a maximum of 10 in addition to that, if you want to be in a group setting and you want to ask some questions and have other people ask questions you might not think of, perhaps the upcoming seminar that we're having in office on November the 3rd would be best for you. We're down to under 20 seats left for that seminar right now as we speak. It's on the 3rd of November. It's going to start at 10 a.m. in the morning here in our offices at Guildhall. Go over to the website take a peek at our seminar page and get yourself signed up, get your seats reserved. They are limited. The number to call is one eight seven seven eight silver or guildhallwealth.com. We'll be back in the next segment with more about the anniversary of 2008, history repeating itself, and news about Rio Tinto, which is very interesting as it relates to pink diamonds. You are listening to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Was I on? Welcome back to the Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. The number to get going is one eight seven seven eight Silver Guildhallwealth.com. And if you haven't got your free gram of gold yet, go over to the website and remember that for every account you open in a registered fashion, RSPs, TFSAs, or in using the allocated financing, the concept of other people's money, which we love, you will get one gram of free gold for every five thousand US you spend. And that will be up to a maximum of 10 grams. We're happy to give it to you, folks. This is all about giving back, and you should, and the reasons why you should have gold and silver in your portfolio. Jeremy. Yeah, you know, Darren, we were talking in the last segment about the fact that uh, central banks have been adding more gold uh, to their holdings. And there was also an article that you brought to our attention this week about uh, gold backwardization in Switzerland, which I thought was an amazing uh, topic out there, this idea that essentially in Switzerland, they if you lend them 100 ounces of gold for three months, they will literally give you cash, 120,000 francs, and then at the end of the three months, they're going to give you another 400 francs cash profit. So you have the cash to spend for three months, put it wherever you want, get make money, and then at the end, you get an additional cash bonus. And the fact is, is nobody is taking the deal. I think that's extraordinary. Well, I mean, listen, this is uh, important for many reasons, the least of which is the fact that a number of months ago in a conference call with Andrew McGuire, the famous whistleblower in silver, he talked about backwardization in Switzerland, and it wasn't a mainstay topic, and he had been having problem getting gold to his clients. And we asked him, how could that be? And he said, go and ask your suppliers for a substantial amount. And we're having the same issues over here. We're having delays on certain products. That's even on one ounce gold bars. 
people sooner or later start to realize this and they start to think to themselves, what's the trade-off? If I take the Swiss francs over three months, is it a risk that I'm willing to take in that short of amount of time? And the answer is no. And the reason could be twofold, as they suggest in the article. One, they don't feel they're going to get the gold back. And most people right now, apparently, according to the article, don't feel that way. Or two, the Swiss francs aren't valuable enough or may not be valuable enough come three months' time to warrant taking them now. And do you remember when Swiss francs were like the currency? They were the safest sure. currency. You put your money into Swiss francs. Um, and it's amazing to think that this country with such a strong dollar, all of a sudden people would would rather hold gold. And as as the article talks about, you can't eat it, but you'd rather hold it than hold the Swiss francs. Well, it's a, it's a problem that's certainly not only going to be felt in places like Switzerland, but it's a highlighted problem in places like that because it's a very high-profile location in the world. It's not a Venezuela yeah, or exactly. other places. I, I'm such just going to cut in. Paul, of, welcome to the show, yeah, Paul. One of the reasons as well is the Swiss now are giving up people. There is no secrecy if you have a bank account, which you've tried to hide from the government's they are now giving up people's names. And they've gone cashless, right? Haven't they gone mostly cashless there? Well, it's been an attempt and an effort to do that. Certainly there's lots of cash stored in bank vaults and places that are uh, still in full operation, but it's been, a main, it's been a mainstream idea there for a long time. They've still got a lot of gold that they got from World War II that sure. has never been recovered. Yeah, and it, but, yeah, go Let's ahead. change the subject yeah. anyway. That's kind of depressing. But, it, yeah, but it the, the point the point was is that here's a currency that people would think, oh, nothing's going to ever happen to that currency, and then boom, I would rather hold gold than that currency as a currency. So you know, you hear that talk in Canada, you hear that talk, you know, all around the globe, but you start to think, well, wait a minute, maybe I do need to have that reserve asset in my portfolio because you never know what could happen to a currency down the road. Personally, I think. You know, this is a great opportunity to own gold and silver, especially gold. I mean, we've had run-ups, cryptocurrencies. They've been beaten up pretty badly. Uh, the marijuana stocks, as of uh, uh, yesterday, we're recording this show Thursday, marijuana cannabis became legal. You know, it was a big ha-ha. Has anything really happened? Has anything changed? Um, the marijuana stocks started to come off. Real estate is starting to get hurt. It really is getting hurt. Uh, as soon as you put interest rates up, it affects real estate. It's, you know, people having a tough time paying mortgages. Um, in the States, uh, in some uh, states, they're still underwater from back when, you know, the collapse of the subprime. And we're going to talk a little bit about the subprime uh, because... Yeah, let's talk about it now. It's the rearing its ugly head again for the simple reason... Uh, they're doing zero down mortgages. Well, on the theme of history repeating itself, gentlemen, this seems to be something that we thought we'd never see the light of day of again. But here it is. The Bank of America has backed a $10 billion program to offer zero down mortgages to low income borrowers. And that just simply means that we've learned nothing from the past. Their interpretation of the situation is such that they're thinking they're doing a great thing for people who have been severely hurt. But ultimately, if the bank was to lose out on this mortgage, it would be because people walked away like they did back in 2008 and 9. And the same situation could occur again. 
My question is, to what extent do you gentlemen feel these mortgages will be in the public eye and therefore be very scrutinized? Or to what extent will these be slipped under the rug and batched together like they were with other so-called AAA well, credit? I think the difference on this subprime program is that it's trying to look as though it's doing good in the world. Um, you know, they're trying to um, trying to treat the symptom, right? The fact that all these people have lost their homes. How do we get them back into homes? But they're not actually treating the disease, which is using formulas like this got you into the problem, and now you want to use the same formula to help solve the problem. The problem isn't that people can't get into their homes. The problem is that the that the Fed lent all this money to the banks, and the banks didn't want to want to lend it. And now interest rates are rising. So it's it's getting very confusing, but I just don't see this type of program being being you know that good for people well, when the at the end of the day it's treating a symptom, not the problem. Yeah, but the attitude is the good will overcome the bad, and mm. enough people pay their mortgage versus the ones that can't pay their mortgage, and they look like a good corporate uh, sponsor. So they're willing to take a, a hit on to some extent, is what you're saying. Yeah, they but know if they they're going to lose. They some give with this. one hand and steal it with the other hand, right. so it doesn't make any difference. Yeah, in other words, yeah, they're going to get bailed out anyway. Reason one million why I need to have gold in my portfolio. 100%. Ten percent, ten billion, right there. Yeah. Well, again, exactly. you know, whether if you've never owned gold or silver, this is a great opportunity. Um, you can start off very small. You can go to our website, guildhallwealth.com, or Guildhall Precious Metals. Uh, right hand corner is our e store. You can buy uh, one ounce, ten ounce, hundred ounce bars of silver. You can do the same thing in gold. We have combo packs, which make it very easy to get into the market, whether you're buying a one-ounce combo of gold, which is just two-quarter ounces of maple leaves, one-half ounce of maple leaf, or if you go larger, to a, a two-ounce or a five-ounce. Um, but one of the things you can do is buy product. If you're going to buy silver, it's a bit heavy to haul around. A 1,000 ounces of silver weighs 70 pounds. Uh, our recommendation is to put it in the depository where it's allocated, it's segregated, it's safe, it's secure, it's insured, insured with Lloyds of London. It's a great way to own physical product. It's easy to sell. You can sell it on a phone call. We've had people uh, bringing back product to sell. Um, it's heavy. You know, when you're bringing back five 100-ounce bars, that's 35 pound. You want to just be able to pick up a telephone and say, you know, I'd like to sell this, I'd like to pick up a check. That's how easy it is when you're dealing with Guildhall. So my suggestion is use the depository. If you haven't purchased a TFSA, I think this is one of the best ways to own gold and silver. That's a tax-free savings account, which you can put up, to, if you've never invested before, you can put up to 57,500 Canadian into that account. It's tax-free, and the price of gold and silver today I, to me, there's only one thing. It's an upside. There's more upside than there is downside. It's a terrific opportunity to buy. All right, one eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealth.com is the website. And uh, while you're there, make sure to ask for that free investor kit. It's going to come to you to your door. 
uh, or your email inbox, and we're happy to send it to you. It gets you informed. It gets you educated. It helps you through this decision process, and owning gold and silver certainly can come in many forms. We haven't talked about all of them today, but in the registered accounts, as Paul said, that TFSA is a fantastic way to get some gold, get some silver, and uh, take advantage of that uh, wonderful account and type of account that you can do that. You can also put it into an RESP if you're thinking about the kids and their future for college, for a first home, all kinds of options for you. And that certainly does come also along with the free gold giveaway. We'll give one gram of gold with every 5,000 USD you put into those accounts. And uh, we'll do that up to a maximum of 10 grams. We're happy to do that. And, you know, I think this week we're talking about the fact that gold got back up above $1,200, that some people feel they might have missed the bottom of the market. Looking at silver is a great uh, opportunity in that regard because we want to talk about that ratio, the fact that silver is very much undervalued. It's a smaller market, so it tends to amplify the move in gold. So if gold's down a bit, silver's even more undervalued. So that could be a good opportunity if you feel like you missed that that chance to buy gold under 1200, certainly getting silver sub 15 is a, is a way to go on on that in that respect. And then also let's look at that stock market from last week. It 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 stumbled last week. They've tried to move it back up a little bit this week. It's off today as we're taping the show, but these are the type of stumbles and stutters that should be the wake-up call to say, if I haven't prepared my safe haven assets, if I don't have that gold, if I don't have that natural fancy color diamond, if I don't have that that uh, physical silver in my portfolio, maybe this is the time to start thinking about getting it into the portfolio today. They are the reserve assets of the world, folks. And if you are listening to this show, the number to call is one eight seven seven eight silver or to guildhallwealth.com. In the next segment, we're going to talk about Rio Tinto News, no tax on diamonds, but let me tell you about a date to write down in your calendar. November the 3rd, we are having an in-office seminar here at Guild Hall. We have less than 20 seats remaining. Bring a loved one with you. Bring a brother, a cousin, an aunt, somebody that you think would benefit from ownership of gold and silver and hear the story of why we believe gold and silver is such great asset stone in your portfolio. We'll take that seminar uh, on the Saturday, November the 3rd here in office and we'll give you some great education. Starts at 10 a.m. and you can go to our website at guildhallwealth.com to find out more. When we come back, as I said, Rio Tinto news, no tax on diamonds, and we'll talk a little bit about allocated financing. That's the concept of other people's money and how you can get a lot more bang for your buck when you're buying silver or gold. You are listening to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back once again to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. I'm your host, Darren Long, with Guildhall Wealth Management. By my side today is Jeremy Wiseman, and Paul Wiseman is also here. And we have been talking about history repeating itself. It's a theme that seems to stick out on this, uh, what has been the last month of the 10-year anniversary of the 2008 a collapse, financial calamity, if you will, that has certainly taught us very little. And I'll tell you, Jeremy, we read an article this week called Lehman Brothers Collapse, What Changed Since 2008? And that article was interesting because what they did was poll the opinions of some high-profile money managers around the world that don't necessarily have 
uh, anything to do with gold or silver per se. They're just uh, co concepts, people that are analysts that deal with money on a regular basis, maybe hedge fund managers. They put them in this article and they gave some feedback on whether or not anything had really changed. Now, the very first one in this article is Nick Clay, and he's the lead manager of Newton Global Income Fund at BNY Mellon. And he made two interesting points, the second of which is more interesting than the first. But in essence, he's saying, and you can tell our audience what he was talking about, he's saying nothing has changed. Yeah, I mean, number one, he said uh, that global debt has increased. That's definitely something bigger. We know that the debts are bigger and better than before, mm -hmm. right? It's all about getting bigger and better, and that's certainly one of them, not just in the developed world, but in the developing world. Um, so there's definitely that uh, government debt, financial debt, consumer debt, corporate debt. Um, they've all grown mean meaningfully since the crash he mentions. But as you said, Darren, the, the, the more salient point is he says the key is the support for this debt that's been created, massive amounts of debt, the support for it is based on the val asset values climbing and continue to rise versus the ability to pay the debt, right? So that's a, a striking similarity to what caused the, the housing bubble, and we talked about the new subprime earlier, but this idea that in order to deal with all this debt, the market can only go in one direction, up. So, Paul, you mentioned it in the in I think the second segment about um, real estate. As as interest rates are rising, it's harder to pay the mortgage. So, where's the real estate going to go? As interest rates continue to rise, this bubble can be easily burst by rising interest rates. The fact that the debts are so huge, and the only thing that can keep the debt bubble going is asset asset values continuing to rise. I think that's an amazing, strong point that he makes. The funniest sure. thing is I was watching the news last night on CNN, and uh, Mr. Trump, the president, was on TV with his cabinet, with all the departments, saying that they need to cut their budgets by 5%. They need to cut the fat out. And which is so, he's talking out of both sides of his mouth. He's, since he's been in power, this year alone, he's increased the deficit by $800 billion, and he's telling everybody to cut. Why doesn't he stop going to all these different golf courses and putting all the expenses up like crazy for his secret service? This guy is incredible. I don't even want to go there. They, they, but he's telling everybody to cut by 5%. Well, you know, the, the thing is, is a lot of people, they'll come to us, they'll say, well, you know, I don't know about gold and silver. The economy is doing so great. And we'll always say to them, well, if the economy was doing so great, wouldn't the deficits be coming down? Wouldn't you be making so much money and the government would be making all this money? Consumers would be spending so much. Tax, tax income would be rising, right, for the government that they would actually be paying off their debts. But they're not paying off the debts. They're increasing. That's so how good can things be, right, if, if the debt continues to grow, whether that's the government debt or the mortgage debt or the corporate debt? Um, and you know. if everything is so wonderful and so great, how come not a spade has gone in the ground for infrastructure in the U.S.? The bridges are falling down. The roads are going. Even in Toronto, we've had these sinkholes. I mean, we've got sewers that are 100 years old that are falling apart. Not one nickel is going into repairing infrastructure. So tell me that everything is great in the U.S. and Canada. Marijuana is legal in Canada, so we're doing great. B.S. You know, I talk to people every day. More people are struggling than making money. 
Yeah, there's a lot. When we speak to our clients, they, they tell us sort of internally what's going on with their businesses that they can see changes happening, whether it's like a tariff. Um, you know, you just see these subtle things where they say, yeah, business has changed a lot. We've had to do this. We've had to do that to make changes. But that it's certainly not, you know, I would say the people that are doing really, really well are uh, mortgage brokers. They seem to be doing incredibly well. But uh, certainly in this article, Darren, we're, we're seeing the signs again that uh, the crisis is looming. Well, why do they come back to us time and time again? It's because they have recognized a hole in their future value, in the wealth that they're accumulating. They're working first harder than ever to make the same dollar. Entrepreneurs tell us that every single week. I've never worked so hard to make that same buck. So if I don't make the right plan for myself, which includes gold and silver long term, I don't think I'm going to survive. That's the first thing that we're being told. The second is that they also agree that nobody's learning from their mistakes, that history is repeating itself. Again, in this article, which is an incredible article, we'll put, we've posted on the LinkedIn group. We'll probably put it in this week's newsletter. So go over to guildhallwealth.com and get registered for it because you need to have this. Uh, Anthony Rayner, manager of Mitten's multi-asset fund range, on his comments about whether or not we've learned anything or what's changed since 2008, he says that the unintended consequences of these actions have been extreme. This we all agree on. Material distortion across asset classes with most asset classes pushing higher. And that is something that Danielle DiMartino Booth mentioned in that video we were talking about earlier also, that this is all great until the spigot gets turned mm -hmm. off, that this is going to have uh, repercussions so far reaching that if you've got the paper you're going to literally risk dying on the spot if you've got nothing to back it. Yeah, you're going to die on the sword. Yeah, of course. And he also says in this that it has also contributed to widening inequality across societies. Well, no doubt we've seen that gap widen tremendously. What was a middle class that was hopeful they would be growing their wealth into the next decade is now a middle class that's actually shrinking for the first time since the industrial revolution yeah i i love that he goes on to say that uh you know that the the widening inequality he's talking about right where um asset rich benefited relatively more in turn this added to the pressure on politicians and their failure to reduce inequality that's expressed itself through the rise of populism and so political risk is back on the radar this idea goes right back to this idea of the subprime, right, Darren? That subprime's back because there's there's this widening gap between the rich and the poor. How do we get the poor back into real estate? They can't afford it. They can't even get back in. So let's give them zero, zero down subprime mortgages again. But political risk, this is key. You're seeing that. You're, you're seeing people go crazy like everyone's talking about. They're just – People are going nuts. The, everyone's polarized, but it's this populism, right? And that's dangerous. But at the end of the day, it's all about the political risk. And we've always said that geopolitical risk is one of the reasons that you want to hold physical gold and silver. It used to be the geopolitical risk was more on the oil side, which is kind of coming back, creeping into the news again, right, with Saudi Arabia, this idea that what happens if oil prices just snapped higher? What does that do? What kind of inflationary effect does that have? And how are you going to deal with that except to have some uh, an inflation hedge in your portfolio like physical gold? The money is sloshing around, my friends. And if you don't take care of yourself first by owning quality assets and protecting your wealth, you may have to hold your hand out for something down the road. Well, and that's this, a is sad why, thought. this is why at auctions we are now seeing 
uh, coloured diamonds, natural fancy coloured diamonds, fetching incredible, incredible amounts. Art reaching incredible amounts uh, that never before, because the smart money is going back into hard assets, as well as portable wealth. People want to, you know, you can own real estate, but you can't take that house uh, and move it uh, one day to the next. When you own natural fancy colored diamonds, it's portable wealth. You can sell it virtually in any country in the world, um, in any currency in the world. And as I said, in, in auctions, whether it's in Switzerland, whether it's in New York, or whether it's in London at Sotheby's, natural fancy colored diamonds are fetching incredible prices and they're reaching prices that we've never ever seen before. Pinks, for example. The Argyle mine was supposed to be closing in 2021. Now it's actually 2020. They've just moved it up because there is no more product to mine. It doesn't make sense to keep something open that is not producing. They produce 90% of the world's pinks. When you take that production out of it, where are you going to find natural fancy colored diamonds of pink quality? They're just not going to exist. So this is a great opportunity. If you go to our website, guildhallwealth.com, look at our diamond collection. We have some of the most incredible pinks, all of VS quality, that there is none available right now. I've been trying to buy pink diamonds for the last three months, and I'm having an awful time trying to find them. And it's not just pinks, Paul. I mean, we have a, a 2.8 princess cut yellow intense. That's something that five years ago would have been in the 50,000 range. Um, and today, I mean, you just can't find them. We know that according to the Fancy Color Research Foundation, that maybe between one and three carat, ours is 2.8, between one and three carat, you might see four or five of those come to market every year. So talk about impossible to find, which is why, yeah, five years ago, that diamond would have been in the low 50s. Today, that diamond is in the 80s. And there's a reason for that. It's because they're so hard to get. And if you can get one, you got to pay for it. And so the, the lack of supply creates that demand, and that's why these assets are so key to have in your portfolio. That, and we're talking about wealth, right? We're not talking about your liquid cash that you might need day to day to pay your hydro bill or to pay this or that. We're talking about the wealth you've produced over the years, whether it's your company, whether it's your family, this is about protecting that wealth long-term. And these colored diamonds have done so well during tumultuous times and then during great times as well. So we love natural fancy colored diamonds at Guildhall. Well, we promised you a little bit of news on Rio Tinto before we go to break here in the third segment of The Real Money Show. And that is to say that Rio Tinto just posted a small update on production at their Argyle and Diavik mines in quarter three. And this is an interesting update because I have been writing extensively about what is happening with ore reserves at the Argyle mine in Western Australia and what this means to pink pricing. And you won't see it happen, folks, until the day that they close the mine. Leading up to this, it will be business as usual, and they will leave the impression as though everything is in check. But behind the scenes, Rio Tinto is quickly losing their ability to mine quality ore amounts, and it is dropping off the face of the earth. Production was supposed to be enhanced over quarter two, quarter three, and up until quarter three, what they reported was actually a 20% uh, drop in the third quarter of its production 
at the Argyle mine, which is again another indication that they are slowly coming to an end. So in terms of being an investor in this market, it doesn't get any better. Right now, you can own a natural fancy colored diamond and you can get on board with either a yellow, a pink, both can be in there and no tax. There is absolutely no tax through the month of October. We're happy to bring that to you. We want you to know that this is our way of thanking you for coming aboard. And we'll extend that right through to the end of the month. We hope you take advantage of it. And when we come back in segment four, let's talk a little bit more about colored diamonds before we do a little bit of a show summary, shall we, fellas, on this history that has been repeating itself and where we're heading from here. And uh, we'll talk perhaps a little more about that uh, article that we were just mentioning from the Lehman collapse and uh, what it lies ahead for this next week and where we are level-wise in gold and silver. So stay tuned. You're listening to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. Here in the last segment of the show, we want to thank you for staying tuned. It's been a great week for gold and silver. Our office has been a buzz because of this cross in gold pricing into the 1200 range, again, uh, indicating that when push comes to shove, if we get a couple of closes here in this 1230 range, 1235 range, analysts are projecting a move towards 1300. Now that won't come without resistance. It never does. And the same will be said of silver. As we said earlier in the show, Jeremy, it is more than likely to follow. It has not had its big bump just yet. Yeah. You know, I think we all as investors buy something and want it to move immediately higher after we buy it. Right. We kind of want that scratch and wind feeling. It's of, called immediate of gratification. Immediate gratification. But millennialization. But, you know, delaying the decision making for higher prices means you're you're losing out on the profitability. It's so important to get in early so that down the road you just don't have to worry about it. You've made the money. And I think in gold it's been that way. You know, gold in 2000 2000 it was $250 an ounce. You know, if you've been a long-term holder of gold like myself, there may have been times that you paid $1900 an ounce, but it doesn't matter because your overall portfolio has been hedged because you've bought at much lower prices and that's what cost averaging is all about. I think one of the benefits of our e-store actually Darren is the fact that you know once you're registered to the e-store you can book your order outside of business hours, you know. I think we're open the e-store is open till about midnight. So you can actually go online and if you you know are thinking yeah, I like the price right now, or you're seeing some sort of price action, you can say, yes, now is the time to pick up my, my, my gold combo or my silver combo and get, and get a toe in the water. And I, what we always find at Guildhall is making that first step to owning physical product is so key because now that you have skin in the game, you're going to pay more attention to the type of news that we're talking about and the type of education that we have at Guildhall. And then it, it encourages you to say, okay, now that I understand, I've been through this once, I know how, how it all works, and it makes it easier for those second and third and fourth acquisitions of your port, for your portfolio. But don't wait till the price is thirteen fifty on gold. Don't wait for fourteen hundred dollar gold. Get it while it's still in the low twelve hundreds. Well, you're making the decision to better your future by having some form of insurance for your wealth. And when the market runs, you also benefit from the fact that gold could double, triple, maybe quadruple in price. Silver could be fifty, sixty, seventy dollars next year. I think year. it'll be triple digit be eventually. Yeah. Absolutely. Why don't we talk about um, allocated 
financing. So this is a great idea, Paul. In terms of buying gold and silver, you're sitting here listening to the show. You've already pretty much committed to either owning it uh, or educating yourself by getting over to the website, guildhallwealth.com, and finding out more. Now, to take that a step further, one of the accounts we haven't discussed today is called allocated financing, and this is the concept of other people's money, similar to a mortgage. Now, you may have $100,000, $150,000 in the bank to put down on your house, but maybe you don't want to put down that much. Maybe you just want to put down 20% of the value of the home. Same thing here in this particular account. You may have enough to buy 1,000 ounces of silver, but you may not want to lay out that money. What we offer in this particular account is the ability for you to come and go as you please through the allocated financing account to keep focus on the main priority, which is to have physical silver or gold in your account allocated to you with serial numbers and it's product you can go see, touch and hold. Now to get a thousand ounces today on the open market, you're talking about spending a little over 20,000 Canadian dollars. However, Using the concept of other people's money through an allocated financing account, you could lay out as little as just over nine thousand, uh, between nine and ten thousand. And what you're doing is essentially you're getting the same ten one hundred ounce Royal Canadian Mint silver bars, or in the case of gold, Royal Canadian Mint one ounce gold bars, and you're putting those into your account. And as the market moves up, your earning potential is still the one thousand ounces but you're using your account and the earnings from your account long-term to cover that cost of borrowing. And uh, it is a fantastic way to invest as far as investing goes. Instead of having the market double in price and go from where it is today at, let's say, in silver 1450 1460 all the way up to $29 an ounce, you're looking at a move of $7.50 to double your money. What a way to invest, gentlemen. Well, this is the fact. I mean, to put up $9,000 to own 1,000 ounces, I mean, if you're in a position where you can put in forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 and have 5,000 ounces of silver, a $5 move is going to make you 25000 A $10 move, which is only going to take us to twenty four fifty. Um, you know, in 2011, we went as high as 49. That's 50% lower than where it was in May 2011. That's going to make you $50,000. If that's the type of money you're looking to make, I believe silver is going to surpass the $49 figure. It's not going to happen tomorrow. My crystal ball is a little foggy. I can't tell you the exact date, but we feel gold, silver is going to increase at an incredible rate. Yeah, you know, look, at the end of the day, there's seven and a half billion people on the planet. There's only one billion ounces of physical silver available. And so, you know, you've got people, no, not everybody can own an ounce of gold. And you've got investors buying thousands of ounces of silver. I mean, this is, this is first world problems here. But one of the big changes in the market over the last, you know, several months have been that the banks, which used to not be our friends, are now our friends. They are long in the silver market, meaning the major banks feel that the price of gold and silver are rising and are going to rise rather than betting that they're going to fall. I mean, you talk about a great entry point into the market and when it comes, you know, you're looking at it right here. You're not looking at gold being overvalued and silver being overvalued. You're looking at them being extremely undervalued. So in terms of dipping a toe in the water or or getting involved, I think the benefit um, for a lot of people on the allocated financing is that 
you know, again, rather than outlaying in this example, Darren, the $20,000, you're putting up nine or 10, you can put the other $10,000 to work, at least get, you know, 2% interest on it. That'll cover your, your storage fee plus. So there's an advantage to that. And also you're not, you're just not risking as much funds if you feel you're new to this. But, uh, you know, people have put a lot more money into a lot of things that they don't know as much about. If you've been listening to the radio show and listening to our to us speak about precious metals for years now, you do know a lot and you know enough to make that decision to get involved. One eight seven seven eight silver or guildhallwealth.com. Get the free investor kit and learn more about the allocated financing option. Now, Jeremy, this week's show has been all about history repeating itself and the idea, have we learned anything from the Lehman problems, the 2008 financial crisis? We've been talking exclusively about articles relating to this. And in particular, we were mentioning an article that came out uh, that talked about whether or not we have learned. And this article highlighted a number of money managers, big money people in the US. And we were on one particular money manager named Anthony Rayner, manager of Mitten's multi-asset fund range. And he was talking about unintended consequences of the actions of the amount of debt we've created in, uh, in, in lieu of learning from the mistakes or the past we've gone out and we've put more into it. Also talked about the widening inequality, but he also talks about as Daniel DiMartino Booth did in that uh, article with Silver Bullion TV, the quantitative tightening is continuing and that spigot is being turned off and you're seeing it in what he calls zombie companies, which right now may look great, but as soon as that tightening continues and that money becomes harder to get, are faltering dramatically. We just saw Sears call bankruptcy. Yeah, when you see the when you see the retail apocalypse, that that's what he's talking about, the zombie companies that as interest rates rise, these zombie companies no longer can can service their debt and you're going to see them picked off one by one and you're going to start to see just how many of these companies were borrowing their way to prosperity and getting the getting their bonuses so that the board could say, "Great, I made my money. I don't have to be here in 3 years when the company collapses." Well, this is one of the reasons as well Trump has called Powell, you know, the Fed chairman crazy. He doesn't want to see interest rates go up. Interest rates are going to cripple the economy because the average consumer has credit card debt, finance debt, mortgage debt. If you've got to renew your mortgage, it's going to be more money to do. Even this. if the Fed doesn't raise interest rates one more time forever, the fact is, is the economy will cripple under the weight of its own debt. And other countries around the world are begging the U.S., not to continue with the quantitative tightening. These are the reasons, folks, among others, that you put quality assets like gold and silver into your portfolio. If you've been listening this week, remember, no tax on colored diamonds for the month of October, and we have a great seminar in office coming up November the 3rd at 10 a.m., Go to the website, get registered. We have less than 20 seats available for that seminar. You'll be happy you did yourself a favor. Your wealth and long-term prosperity will thank you. You have been listening and tuned into The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio 640 Toronto.